Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Thanks again for joining us for Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Berizaki. And uh, Joel, it's been a while. We took some time off here. Uh, all the different things going on, not only in my life and yours, but a lot going on around Grace Walk Ministries as well. That's right, and it's just it's good to get back into just spending a little bit of time here, just just chatting about oh the goodness of God, about how good He is uh, to us, about His grace that He's given to us generously. I mean, it's it's easy to go about this life being occupied and preoccupied with all the things that go on in life, but we do need to take some time, whether it's through a program like this or through our own personal reading of the Bible, the getting together uh, with other believers to encourage each other, to lift each other up in this message, because our brains and our minds and the things that go on in our lives, sometimes we just we don't grasp this in the way that we really could if, if we meditated on. And it, it can really help to uh, build us up. So I'm thankful for these conversations with you, Cap, to, to kind of be built up again in the Word of God on an ongoing basis. I guess one of the things that I like to communicate to people, Joel, uh, no matter what it is you're going through in life, and, and this is what we talked about on our last program, uh, God is not against you. He is for you. He's your friend. He's on your side. He's not your enemy. He's no longer angry with us, thanks to what Jesus Christ accomplished at the cross. Um, I think so many times believers walk through life wondering, you know, uh, if God's going to strike them down, you know, because of perhaps a, a lack of good performance or something like that. And in fact, uh, I haven't shared this with you, Joel, but we have a mutual friend, and um, she's going through a bit of a tough time right now. And I, and I really feel for her because I, I think we all go through difficult times some some just seem to be a lot worse than others and she's going through one of those really tough times right now where she just doesn't know what's going on in her life and and uh, if you listen to her carefully uh, you can really sense the anger that she has toward God because she sort of feels like the Lord uh, spoke to her regarding something that hasn't come to pass and I don't know if the Lord spoke to her or not. It doesn't appear that way right now with the circumstances that she's in. But time will tell here in, in the next couple of months. But I could tell that she was sort of feeling like God was almost punishing her for some reason. And, and she was trying to trust him through that. But at the same time, was really frustrated and, and angry with God because she just doesn't understand how God could tell her something and then not follow through and do it. And, you know, I had to share with her without... You know, I didn't want to come down on her because, I, again, I don't know what the Lord spoke to her heart. But I had to let her know, you know what, if God spoke it, uh, you better believe that it will indeed happen. <laughs> uh, so God, God will do what he says. The one thing that we can really trust in is the integrity of God's word. If God said he's going to do it, we know he's going to do it. That's right. God doesn't lie. It's just not in him to lie. And in fact, you know, the things that go on in our life like you said cap he is he is for us and he's he's never ever against us the circumstances in our lives will sometimes trick us into thinking that god's not going to fulfill what the bible says or what he spoke to our hearts but god is he's is so big and his wisdom is so great 
it, that we can't even fathom it, and, and especially when we're trying to look with our own minds that can't comprehend the goodness and, and the bigness of God. Man, we can get ourselves really he- heading in the wrong directions unless un- unless we get ourselves back to the truth and, and into trusting to trusting what God says in the Bible and, and what He speaks to our hearts. And I know that's a hard place to be, man. I've been through not the same thing that our, our friend is going through, but God has spoken some things uh, to me as far as what He's going to do with my life. And some of this stuff happened over a decade ago that He told me, and I'm waiting, and I'm thinking, you know, what's going on? How come this isn't happening? But He's just giving me little nuggets of information from time to time saying, you're on the right track. This is it. I mean, this is just wait. My timing is right. My timing is what it's all about. It's not about me saying something and it's going to happen in an instant just like this. But there's the temptation, you know, comes through to think, you know, did God really say that? Can I, you know, can I really trust what I heard? Did it, did I really hear right? Is God, what's God doing, you know? But God keeps coming back and saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm bigger than, than this situation. In uh, 2 Corinthians 5, Joel, I think we're going to start with that passage of Scripture today with keeping in mind some of of the uh, things that we've been talking about. And I I hate to start with a verse when the first word in it is therefore, but that's what it is, at least in my New King James Bible. Because usually, uh, as most of our friends out there have probably heard, whenever you see the word therefore, it's it's usually, uh, you know, Coming to, the, coming to a conclusion on something that was being talked about before, and sometimes you need to back up and see what uh, what that word is, is there for and find out what was being discussed beforehand. But that's where we're probably going to start, and it's a very uh, probably one of the more popular verses, I guess. Uh, certainly a top 25, I would think. Uh, I'm just joking around. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I think as a young believer, because I got saved when I was a child, um, and even in my young adult years, um, I I thought this verse was talking about what we did or didn't do. Well, I I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. I used to swear. I don't swear anymore. You know, old things have passed away. All things have become new. I don't do that. Now I do this. I don't think that's what that verse is talking about anymore because that just wouldn't line up with the rest of the gospel. Uh, to me, Joel, this, this verse is talking about having been uh, reborn in Christ and all things that have become new are in the inner man, are, are in our spirits. Uh, we've been recreated in the inner man. That's right. And, and as we follow along there then, you know, taking that, that context uh, into consideration, the next verse, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, God has reconciled us to himself. So if this old things having passed and this new, you know, all things have become new is about our works, then God hasn't reconciled us to himself, but we've reconciled ourselves to God, and that's just not the way it is. It's, it's impossible for us to reconcile ourselves to God, because if you consider all the things that God has done, I mean, if, if Think of all the things that God has made. He made the earth and everything that is in it, the moon, the sun. I've been reading about the sun and just how, just the, the facts, the science about the sun is amazing. And then you've got billions of suns out there, stars all over the, the place, galaxies. And, and then you think about God's very own righteousness, his holiness, and his purity. If you think about all of these things about God and then think... You know, think about your own life. Have you ever done anything 
that's impressed God. I mean, if, if he can do all these things, do we really think that, that our works and, and that the things that we do could really impress him, especially in regards to his righteousness and his holiness, his purity? Is there anything that we could do to reconcile ourselves to God? The obvious answer to that is no, and the good news is that in this verse we find that he made us a new creation. He made all things new. He reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and he did it He did it because he loves us. He didn't impute our trespasses to us. I've heard some scientists who are Christians, Joel, say that there may be an infinite number of stars out there, and yet the Bible tells us that that God uh, counts them and calls them by name. Uh, an infinite number, yet God still counts and, and calls them by name. How much more important are you to him? But, uh, the, but the vastness of God is so incredible, as you were saying, Joel. I think sometimes, you know, gee, we, we've gone to church 45 weeks in a row. God must be impressed with that. And yet, uh, when you really look at, at, the, uh, at the big picture, of course, uh, things like that probably don't mean that much to the Lord at, at all compared to, uh, you know, in the big scheme of things. But uh, the, the key thing that you were talking about there, though, in verse 18 of Second Corinthians chapter 5, he reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. I don't know how it is we get in this mindset where we go back to law and works after after having come to Christ and somehow, at least in the back of our minds, some, somehow we sort of feel like we're establishing our own righteousness or that we're reconciling ourselves to God. Right, and you see that played out with uh, altar calls where uh, people will you know, go up to dedicate their life to Jesus, and then some time passes and they'll go up to the altar call again and rededicate themselves to Jesus and, and rededicate and rededicate. It's, it's as if they're reconciling themselves back to God again, when really they haven't, because they have to keep doing it. The, the, the wonderful thing about what God has done for us, reconciling us to himself, is that it's a once and for all thing. He did it one time. He reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and we are now a new creation. Old things have passed away. They're gone, and all things have become new. Like you say, Cap, in the inner man, we've become a new creation. We don't have to keep rededicating this old flesh that will never get it right. See, our, our flesh, we still live in this flesh. We still live in this body that's going to want to do things that aren't of God. But our new man, the new creation that we have become, is totally in line with Jesus Christ. And by trying to rededicate the flesh, we're saying that what God has made new isn't good enough because we have to keep trying to do something to make it right. God, you, you must not have done it right because I'm, I'm having to do this over and over again. But God did do it right once and for all. <laughs> oh, boy, Joel. Now you've done it. Now, <laughs> now you've gone and done it, Joel. You're, you're taking away... There's some nice evangelical people out there listening right now, and they're trying to get on this grace walk thing. and And they're learning. They're growing in their grace. But... Don't tell me you're going to take away the altar calls from us, too. I'm telling you, Cab. <laughs> the altar call. I, I've, I've just seen it happen too many times, and, and I've done it myself. And I, I, it's, uh, I see how it, it hurts people rather than builds them up. I mean, at the time, when you're rededicating your life to Christ, it feels like a great thing. And every, you get this fresh mind, you think, wow, this is it, I'm going to do it. 
time passes and you find yourself falling into some of the same things, instead of your mindset being on the fact that God is doing this for me and through me, this is this is God's work, not my own work. Yeah, well, and you know, even even the phrase altar call. I mean, where did we come up with that? It it, it has old old covenant implications. Constantly going back, taking the animal, the blood of the goat, going back to the altar again and again and again, and yet always having to re rededicate, so to speak, right. instead of just trusting in. Um, the, the finished sacrifice of Christ, which was done once and for all. Well, I had this idea one time for kind of a reverse altar call, where, um, sure, you, you have the preacher up there, and he says, okay, um, he'll, he'll go through the whole process, and he'll say, now, if you have been trusting in God, and now you found yourself trusting in your own works and in the law again, I want you to raise your hands. Everybody close your eyes. No, bow your heads. Nobody looking around. <laughs> and everybody, but I think it would be kind of kind of cool to <laughs> just have people think about it, something for them to think about that. What it's really all about is it? Am I trusting in my own work, in my own righteousness, or am I trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ and in His righteousness? God has. Am I reconciling myself to God, or is has He reconciled me? To himself through Jesus Christ. And that's the bottom line. And we're out of time for this one. Uh, Joel, I'll let you wrap things up for this week on Growing in Grace. Well, thanks a lot for listening, and we the time sure does go fast. We just uh, hope you have a, a wonderful life in the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you're able to join us again next week, we sure appreciate that. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.